0: I'm exhausted from these visions at this point, but (laughs) I just had a few visions. I had a vision that I was on my old street, but I was at this house that looked like this house I used to hang out at, but it's different now. And while I was at this house, it was just a bunch of kids and me and my brother. His kids was there, a bunch of the kids was there, and it was this man. We would go to his house. and his house, he just had, like, it looked like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood in his house. He had a bunch of different, like, things for kids to do, you know, activities, etc. And I was just there hanging out with them, and he was all hanging out and everything, and... All I know is, like, it just kept going sour because I kept doing this thing in my mind. But, like, I know it's negative, but I felt like this whole time when I would do this that, you know, I was actually making progress with God. And I know that that's actually true. It got to be. Or, like, I'm going to end up finding out that it's whatever it was. Like, I don't know. But all I know is it's off-putting the people. And when I do it, people just... They start to cuss me off, cuss me out, but I think that um, God, maybe if I could pinpoint what exactly it is, I might be telling people what I know or what it really is. Like, people don't want to hear about they sin. but this next vision was weird. I was my mom, and then she was like. Let's watch a Tyler Perry movie. I don't want to watch no Tyler Perry movie. I was just like, I'm good. I don't want to watch it. I'm probably going to watch something else. Or nothing at all. And I used her bathroom, which was weird because I don't use her bathroom usually. And all I know is a Tyler Perry movie just start playing. And I saw this lady with a bald head. Or at least early baldy. Her hair was blonde and you know, Medea was just roasting her. Then he like came out of the closet. Medea came out the closet. And I don't know what that's supposed to represent. He was in a bathroom. It's a closet connected to my bathroom, so I didn't think nothing really of it. But that's when Medea just started, like, it was like the whole play just started. And it was a whole production going on, you know, weaning from this one scene of him roasting his bawdy lady. Then they was just doing a whole bunch of stuff. Like, it's usually like the Medea's plays. And I remember seeing a number, 1952. This play is from 1952. Or something like that and I don't know how it's possible, you know. I I I'm immediately in my mind I'm thinking I I never knew of a Medea play that actually dated back to nineteen fifty two. You know, but that's what it said. Then you know the play continued and all I know is I'm in an attic. I'm in an attic someplace that look familiar but it looks similar to where I'm staying right now. But it's, it's just different. Like like an old friend house. Mixed with. This guy used to date house. All this stuff. But all I know is. Medea just started talking in a play. Like. What you need to know. Is. If you don't. Such and such. Stop talking to this guy. And if you don't. Cut this guy off for good and make sure you get rid of this guy for good. He's gonna end up killing you. And it was kind of like a message, like the Medea movies be having. But it was like, I didn't feel like that message was for me because I don't play with this guy and I haven't talked to this guy in over a year. I mean, maybe we did do on and off things back at one point, but that was never like, I didn't ever see the potential in him actually trying or wanting to kill me. Not that she not, she might not be right because, or this vision doesn't have a point in this message. Because I don't want to say she as if that really was Medea. But, you know, I had a vision recently, last year, that he actually tried to kill me because he couldn't be with me. And then I keep getting this feeling like he's still lingering around. And then I'll get the feeling for for a while I've been getting the feeling like if I can't have you, nobody can and i don't I've never feared that you know I've never feel feared anything like that. you know some people who have been around men who've been possessive like that if I can't have you, nobody can. He definitely possessed a lot of qualities like that, you know I've talked about how he would say he would lock me in his basement and stuff, but I never feared that from him. For multiple reasons, because I felt like, you know, what are the chances, you know, you catch up to me like that? And then, not that I want to doubt this or even play with domestic violence situations, but, you know, I just trust God. I trust God, and God, I feel like God is saying, and I don't know for a fact, but I feel like God is saying, like, he don't have it like that. He don't have it like that to do you like that. But he would try. And that's something that you need to take heed about. You need to take heed about the... Like, the message in this is that this is somebody that you need to be aware that is like that. When you're not aware he's like that, you need to be aware he's like that. It's not going to happen because of who God is. But you need to know who he is so that you don't ever... Like, just don't ever forget who he is, though. Like, because... I think what God is saying is that the the worst thing that could happen, I mean, the only way it could happen or the 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 danger is going back around him or ever thinking that he was ever a good person to be around or he's cool people's or ever thinking we could rekindle anything or any, like just don't even think about him. Don't consider him nothing because he would kill you. He would really kill you to keep you from moving on and being happy. All I know is, you know, I get this feeling like, you're right, I cannot be around him. I do not want to be around him, like I'm over him, I'm never I'm never looking in his direction again, like he's trying to kill me. And I feel like I was on the phone with him, like got off the phone with him or something. Something happened, I was just like, I just had a conversation with him, he's literally talking about killing me. Or said he was, he was going to kill me, on his way to kill me or something. And that's when, like, I showed up in this attic-type place, but it looked like my room a little bit. And I'm laying in my bed, and he's standing over me with a gun. And he walks in, and I'm not taking him serious. Like, he's not about to kill me. And then he starts shooting in the ceiling. And it's, like, so loud. And I'm thinking, can anybody hear him? Do anybody care? You know, that he's here to kill me, but he's just threatening me like, well, he's not, he's not even a threat. He's just telling me like, you know, ain't nobody going to be able to find you before I kill you. And, you know, I'm really going to kill you. And it's like, I couldn't say anything because then he he was just waving his gun around and shooting it in the air. I just remember the gun looking like it was see-through though it was like orange bullets or shots whatever i don't know but all i know is it was real and when i was laying in the bed you know i was about to like i was about to like not take him serious maybe like get up or something and he was like get up again." he's like move i dare you i will shoot you right now And I knew, I knew in my heart, like, he was going to kill me anyways. But I didn't try to get up. I didn't try to get up. I was just thinking about, like, how the bullets was going to feel. And then all I know is he was looking, like, a little scared, like, I wanted to believe I would do this, and that's what made me a little bit more scared. Cause I'm like, he got a point to prove, cause he don't feel like I think he'll really kill me. So in a way, I almost wanted to make him believe I believe he was gonna kill me, because at this point, I do. If you that scared, you know, I do kind of believe you're gonna kill me, because I think you want to kill me to prove that you would kill me. Cause like it's I don't know, but. Like, it felt like this whole time something that may have been triggering was to him was my disbelief in him ever getting over me and my disbelief in him ever having enough guts to do anything to me. Like, because he'll always have this soft spot in his heart for me or something like that. But that's not even true because I don't know him anymore. I never know him. That's what God has shown me in these visions, I feel like. I've never known him, ever. But God was telling me that the whole time. God was telling me that the whole time. You don't know him. You don't know. You really don't know who he is, really. And y'all feel like y'all know each other better than y'all know yourselves and y'all don't. You don't know him. The things that he does behind your back, God would just be telling me. And I just, I knew that. I knew that. I had a really good feeling about that. But I still feel like, you know, we had such a bond or something. I don't know. But all I know is he stood over me and he just stood over me. And all I know is I was just like, maybe if I don't move, he won't kill me but i was thinking like first chance, i got i need to get out of here or something but i can't think that right now cuz he's standing right here i got to make it look like you know like i don't know i don't i wasn't thinking that far into it i couldn't but i was just like you know like i'm not i can't i can't stay around in a situation where a man wants to kill me and then he shot me in my stomach He shot me in my stomach like eight times, and I felt the bullets, and I felt like, you know, I felt like I was really going to die, and then I started feeling cold, and it started feeling like it was blood soaking into my mattress, and so I, I thought that he had left. I thought he left. I didn't see him anymore, but I knew it was a possibility he could still be in there. And I tried to get up. And then he's he walked back up on me and was like, try and get up, I dare you, and I'm going, I'm going to shoot you. I'm really going to kill you. But I, he was like, I'm going to stay here and make sure you die. And I was like, dang, if I had any chance to get up after he had gone to save my life, you know, he really going to wait here. And I kept trying to hope in God that He would just go, like, out of fear somebody would be on their way or something. I don't know. But he just stood there and I woke up. And now, I don't know how to feel. I feel like it's, you know, at this point, like, this is Satan's pleasure. This is, you know, it's so, you know... All this satanic stuff, I I know I cannot expect nobody to feel bad for me. Everything that's been going on, I know I cannot expect nobody to feel bad for me. And the only time they ever on my side or anything ever go my way is when I'm not standing up or sticking up for God like I should be. And the only reason that, you know, I'm not tripping off of that is because the reason that I'm not doing that right now is because I feel so exhausted from these visions. And I know I work better. And I praise God better when I do it when I want to. And I don't force myself to do it. I praise him so much better when I praise him when I want to. Which is all the time. But when I feel forced, you know, I just feel so sick. I feel like... A lot of things exhausted exasperated and i don't want to do that but i do know that you know god is with me god is always going to be with me and for me that's one thing i can count on even when everybody around me you know have failed me and another reason what made this vision really what it was Was the fact that I truly, genuinely feel like, you know, I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody I can trust. Like, I feel like my mother, you know, kind of just not for me. You know, like, she's my mother, but, like, it just feel like she's not really for me. Like, maybe she wanted to see that happen. Like, no, she didn't want to see it happen, but it wasn't like she was going to do anything like a mother should to stop that. I don't know. I don't know. She if It, it felt like she wanted to say, I told you so. And then my sister, I don't know. Like, maybe she cared, but I don't know. Honestly, I feel like she might want to see that happen, too. All these people around me, I feel like they want to see that happen. They want to see, you know, me die or they want to see some man kill me. From, to keep me from moving on. Like, they want to see me end it here on this planet. I don't have nobody. I feel like this derives from Satan. A lot of this comes from Satan. Satan can't stand to see me move on my life with God. You know, so a lot of times I do feel like he's influencing people. You know, To he's provoking these emotions. But God wants me to see this for a reason, though. God wants me to know... You know, because I just never believed it could be me. And I feel like God always told me, like, don't ever think it can't be you. And I just, it's the least person you ever expect. And I, that would be the least person I ever expect would ever turn a gun on me and kill me. But also, it's just the the person that everybody always warn you about. But I don't know. You know, I never felt like he would ever had a guts to do something like that or do that. But this is the second vision I've been given, that he tried to kill me. And I just remember worshiping, and soul ties broke off of me pertaining to him. I was the only individual that soul ties broke off of me pertaining to. And then at one point, everything almost broke off of me. And then I remember reading up and finding different things On the internet, that said that this is a love spell, and a love spell, what the person will do is try to focus your mind on nothing but them, and they'll try and isolate you from your family and your friends and everybody, and you'll stay isolated from everybody, for however long, depending on how strong the spell is, and they'll just try to control you in your life they'll try to get you to only be able to depend on them forever so that they can do whatever they feel like doing to you and i've noticed that you know like it's a lot of it's a lot of it feels like it's a lot of that going around like it's a lot of, you know, it feels like a lot of these qualities of this love spell that this woman explained that has a lot to do with this, but the only reason I couldn't really call it is because there's so many different people involved, and I know it. So it's like, did they all put a love spell on me, or just this one individual? Like, how is this working? Because from what I can understand, you know, my, you know, God delivered my sister, you know? Of jealousy, and of you know, hatred, you know, for me, and for and of herself, you know, feeling unloved, and not chosen. And God told me to make sure she feels loved. I do the best I can, but my mother was also involved in that. Then I hear a bunch of family different, a different family members, and like all these other people involved in this. You know, I can't imagine that it's just him who put a love spell on me. Because too many people are involved. Like, I could say it's just him, but I go out into this world and all these other people can read my mind too. And all these other people are talking to me. And my bank is being tampered with. I don't know how much power he has, but he ain't never had that much money to be able to, you know, actually tamper with my bank. And I'm hearing celebrities in the background. I'm I'm you know, all this other stuff's going on. So I do feel like this and you know, attempt at you know completely absolving themselves from the situation like they don't want to take responsibility or they don't want to be involved in the situation anymore like they feel like they're done with whatever part they want to play in it and they do this every time you know they feel like they can like I'm done, you know, I'm choosing this, I'm going that way, so I just don't want to, you know, I don't really care, I'm just going to leave you where you're at, and I'm going to make you feel like, or make you believe I was never there, because that's the whole point of them hiding, you know, for them to be able to get out whenever they feel like it, without having any responsibility to the situation, that's what I've been saying, but I don't care about that. I want them to be able to get out anytime they want to without any responsibility to this situation because that's God that got an answer to. I'm moving on my life regardless. The only thing I care about is being able to move on my life with God. And I feel like that is known. And that's the ultimate goal to keep that from happening. They want me to say, don't say that. No, you want me to be to be afraid of claiming God. I'm not afraid of claiming God. I'm not afraid of you when it comes to claiming God. Because if you are if you don't want me to acclaim God, then you're afraid of his power. You're afraid of what he can do to you. You're afraid of what happens, you know, when I never deny him. What, what type, This is a free world. I'm claiming God freely. That's what that is. But, you know, for them to be so upset about me claiming God, I just know what side they're on. You know, any... Anybody I've been around that's truly about God and really for God, you claim God. And they're like, yeah, I'm with you. But these individuals are like, how dare you claim God so boldly? Like, we got to fight or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, sabotage you, tear you down or, you know, hurt you until you stop claiming him like that. Like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You know, but I feel like I'm fighting everybody on this everybody on this they want me to they can't get me to denounce him so if they can't get me to denounce God they want to you know ultimately just get me to be quiet about him okay we can't get you to denounce who God is to you so just be quiet about it like just maybe don't mention how much you care about God don't mention God as much don't root for God as much don't claim God so much no I'm still gonna do that I'm still gonna do that but you know I don't want to argue and I feel like God is pulling me out and calling me out of unnecessary arguments and unnecessary fights about it I know who he is I know what it is what you're not going to do is get me to be quiet about him when I was going to talk about him but I'm not about to sit here and argue with you about God because that's in a way, it's almost like you're fueling them, making them feel like they have a say in when you claim God, when they don't. They have no power in that period. So don't even acknowledge them. But regardless, you know, I see their desperate ploys a lot of times when they feel like they can move forward or this situation on in this situation without taking responsibility. They have desperate poise to put pin it on whoever I believe it was in that moment. So they wanna be a, they wanna be able to you know, be like, it was never what you thought it was. It was all this person, this one individual was all behind this and they've been desperately trying to do that. If I'm being quite honest, I think, you know, I hear money ya ya a lot. And last night it was like this whole thing where it felt like, you know, it was like I thought I heard NBA Youngboy crying to her and saying to her, you know, I thought I heard. I don't know what I heard him saying, but he was crying to her. And I thought I heard her saying, okay, so don't you want us to go back to this or something like that? Don't you want us to be what we used to be? So just, you know, in this, you know, do this and do that. And then every time he would, she would say that to him, I would feel a little bit more and more like, you know, is this really what this was? Was that really who I thought that was? Is this really what I think this is? But I don't know how real that is because I would just call on God. And it felt like I just felt free from something, like something just broke off of me or something just got exposed. And then I heard, you know, I heard... It Sound like uh they said, and as soon as you went broke, I was gonna drop your broke a or something like that soon as you soon as you did soon as you some 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 I was gonna drop your broke a, and then I would hear him sound like he was fighting for me a little more, and I feel like that's what they've been saying that's what this is about the whole time. I'm not trying to make this about them, but I'm just being very clear on. How I feel right now, what I wake up feeling like, when I see, it. and I'm going through stuff like this. Now, ultimately, I realized it's about God. God has shown me what's going on, and God is, you know, definitely guiding me in a di- in a certain direction. I thought I heard LeBron defending me too when it come down to- when it came down to it, but you know, I wouldn't care because. Like I said, this is about God. And what really makes me so upset out of all of it, out of everything, is even being an option. And especially under those circumstances, like I'm just supposed to feel so lucky to be with you. Or I'm supposed to feel so lucky that you decided you wanted to be with me because somebody decided they want to be with you if you were broke. I'm supposed to just feel like lucky day or lucky day. And no, no. I'm better than that. I'm better than who you are, even when you're rich. Even if everybody would have stayed with you if you was broke, I'm better than that. I'm better than whatever you thought this was. Like, I'm for God. And, you know, I just want God to take me out of this situation. So if I have any resentment, it's because I feel like, God, I know you know my worth. Even if everybody else around me don't know it, and even myself, God, you know it. And I don't want you to ever stick me or ever, you know, I know you know my heart and that I don't ever want because I can't tell God what I want, but I know God knows my heart and that I don't ever want to be stuck in a no situation like that where a man feels like, oh, you're a better choice because when it came down to it, you know, this person, I would have, I would have chose this person if I didn't find out that they wouldn't have been with me if I was broke. Like, no, nah, you deserve that if that's how you feel. Nobody deserves that, but, you know, and I don't truly really feel like anybody deserves that, but If that's how, if that's the reason why you would chose me and not because of me, and you really haven't, you know, I don't get it, cause it's like it feels like he's going back and forth in his mind, his heart about where you want to be at, and it's like where, where's the, where is the, you know, disconnect if that's really how she genuinely feels, but then getting at the same time, you know there it might it might be similar to how i feel when i feel like this is really about god and i'm choosing god but at the same time entertaining that idea of that but i can't say it's the same because for so long i wouldn't entertain it and i wouldn't you know even i i just wasn't for that that wasn't what i was about that wasn't something that i was just so happy happy to you know jump into like this situation played out so crazy the first time this started happening, I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even into him, him as an artist like that, for him to be on my mind so much. And most girls would have jumped at the opportunity, and he knows that, if this is that. But, I didn't, and I wouldn't. And, you know, this entire time it's been that, fighting that, and not feeling like this is really what that is. And that I'm choosing God. I'm like, I've never I'm never saying I'm perfect and I haven't ever at least considered being like, you know, excuse me, on the front lines in media, etc. But every time I imagine that it was for my own work and for me. Like, you know, I wanna be I would want it to be for my work. I won't want it to be, you know, for being somebody's anything. Unless it's for my work, of course. But, you know, I don't even feel like that anymore. Like, I don't even really care for the celebrity scene. I don't care for being super rich anymore. I don't even care about any of that anymore because I realize it's all fake. I don't belong there. I really don't belong there. It's all fake. You know, what God has shown me is that there are certain individuals who have overcame, you know, who aren't fake like LeBron if this is real if this is really him he's who he is in the spirit to God and in the news media but that's not that doesn't come around often it's not gonna come around often a lot of individuals are going to be fake in Hollywood like it's two different sides of them it's not what it's cracked up to be it's not all that and you wouldn't want to beat her you wouldn't want to beat her. So if you really wanted to beat her or was going to beat her, like maybe either you had to be chosen by God or you had to be truly dedicated. And at that point when you dedicated to who God is making you to be the truth that the scene just don't seem worth it anymore. Like I said you have to be chosen like God chose you for that place. Cuz if you choose that place even after who God shows you who he is, it doesn't seem worth it. It's not worth it. God, anything God got for you is more worth it. So, nah, I would never settle for that scene after God showed me the truth. Like I said, he that would have to be part of your destiny. But, you know, regardless of anything, you know, the point is this whole time I've never been chasing this situation. Quite actually, I feel that I've been running away from it. And I don't even want to say I'm running away from it. I'm not running from anything. But I'm genuinely just trying to figure out 100% what it is I'm dealing with. And so when I come on here and I talk about these things, it's not that I am wishing for this situation or I'm hoping and praying. Yes, please, let it be this situation out of any situation. It's more that I'm becoming accustomed to this being a narrative that's being pushed constantly. In 2020, I couldn't stop hearing his name. All day, every day, it was NBA Youngboy, NBA Youngboy. It's NBA Youngboy. It's NBA Youngboy. NBA Youngboy, NBA Youngboy, NBA Youngboy. I heard his name when I heard money on y'all's name. And, you know, of course, because that's probably who it was, probably who it is. But when I wake up on days like this and I see stuff like this, it feels like, okay, he's made his decision. He's deciding to stay with Mania or wherever he's at. And he's pawning me off he's pointing this entire experience, this entire situation off on somebody, anybody to make me feel like, you know, I, you know, it was never him. I, he was never there. It was all an illusion, you know, and it's not. You will say, "Well, you're dumb if you believe that." But it's not a far off, you know, thing because they've never confirmed. It's never been confirmed. They're not allowing me to know exactly who it is. And though I know some things, you cannot fabricate. It you would be surprised at things I've gone through. You'd be surprised, like I, you can't read minds. Unbeknownst to me, you actually can. So maybe you can fabricate these things, and maybe you can. If you're super dedicated, convince somebody that you are a celebrity or something. I don't feel like that's true. It feels like certain things I know about different, different details about people, different things about their lives. Like all this stuff is like you, you can't even make up. I don't even know how you could fabricate certain things like this. And especially it seems like fabricating God's presence, but maybe that's not God. So. Everything is questionable. Everything is, you know, at this point being observed. I can't settle for and select anything for sure besides the fact that God is here. I know God is here. I know God is here because only God can do these things. Only God can deliver me of demons I've had for seven years. Only God can... Deliver my sister, only God can show me my future, only God can remind me of prayers I've had, Only God can remind me of you know different things about myself from when I was a child, but I even question this because different conversations I've had with God, only God can do that, but I've even questioned this because I realize Satan is around when you're praying. And another thing, because just that, you know, they, last year, 2020, was said, I remember somebody said to me, I said something about memories or something. I don't know what I did. I must have said I suggested something. And the first thing I suggested that they really took and did something with was, I was say, like, at least let my family be here because this is my personal business. You're all in my personal business. Like, I wouldn't trust it if my family was here. And it was like, that's a good idea. And then that's my whole entire family started showing up. But then another thing was, you know, I didn't even mean to, you know, I didn't even mean to do it like that. What I was trying to say is, like, if you're not my family, you're lost. Cause you are my personal business as if you you entitled you entitled to that and you're not even family, but they took it as okay. So your family need to be here because they wasn't getting lost, but you know whatever, because the second thing the second thing I suggested though, or I guess I it was a suggestion was I said something about memories, or. You haven't known me. You don't know me. Like, I have so much, so much to me before I got here. So many different things about me that is me before I even ever showed up here. And you can't claim you true know me from whatever you feel like you know. Something like that. And then next thing I know, they just started deciding, like, is that possible? Can we do that? Can we go back in her memories and all this other stuff? And that's when I realized, like, what kind of, you know, on what level is they really doing this? or what? I really start questioning, like, what's possible for certain witches? Because I, I realized, like, certain witches have to go and ask and have to get permission to do certain things in the spirit, and it's like a, it's like a level, it's like levels, and it's is, you know, you get to, it's a certain level over a certain area, and like, if they catch up to you, and you're doing all kind of stuff, you got to answer to them, they could kill you, but I realized that in this process, but I said to myself, but it feels like everybody's doing whatever they want to do here, you know, and that was part of the problem that God has with this area. Like, it's it's really not a lot of structure. God is aware of of them and their wickedness and what they're doing. He has a plan for them. But, you know, in reality, you know, he's like, no, because I, I question this. I wonder, like, is God okay with it if they do, in a way, have some sort of structure and they're checking things at the door and they're not showing partiality and they're actually, you know not allowing certain things and making people abide by certain rules even in their wickedness and even in their witchcraft is that by then God is okay with that structure because you know there is the Bible does speak about a council. God is God has appointed, you know, spiritual leaders to you know, like like a system, like judges to overlook, you know, the different things that are going on with people with in human behavior and just human just the choices that we make daily and decide make decisions on his behalf but they turned against him they became wicked and that's who jesus conquered along with satan when he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins he was given all of their power so you know that's what we fight daily when we are not ourselves when we are sinning when we're choosing our, we think we're choosing to be our own gods, and in reality, they're standing over us and making all these different decisions on our behalf, pretending, making us feel like we're doing it on our own. When we worship these false gods, this who we're worshiping, we're worshiping this council that turned against God. And I've, like, I still have so much to say about that, because I just wonder why everybody turns against God. Everybody does it. He has two-thirds of angels in heaven who never turned against him and never will, I don't feel. And he's God. You know, his son never turned against him, despite everything. He was offered everything he had to go through. He never turned against him. There's some people who didn't turn against him. So I don't want to say everybody like that, but I just will wonder, like, why, how could somebody, how could these people turn against God or these forces turn against God and why? You know, because at first I thought it was just Satan, and then I found out it was a third of the angels, and then I'm finding out it was the council as well. And that's not it. You know, it's a lot of people who do as well. Regardless, all of that being said, you know, I just wonder, like, because it seemed like there's no structure here, but even if there was any sort of structure, you know, even just a little bit, usually, I'm dealing and I'm facing and I am battling a very high power in this situation, anyway. So it almost seemed like that wouldn't it. It matters, but it it wouldn't even apply to me in this situation because, clearly, what I'm battling, is, probably, one of the highest, if not the highest, you know. Put you know, position, whatever, whoever this is, that controls these things. I I knew that when. It felt like everybody at one time, like zombies, was looking at me in the same way at the same time as soon as I showed up. And they're all sent to attack me at once. And that's what I'm dealing with constantly. Well, God, you know, sent to attack God's mission. Because I don't want to make it about me. It's not me. But they're all sent to attack God's mission all at once. They all shut up at once. They all get talking at once. They all laugh at once. They all cry at once. It's like, all of this, and you can't tell me that this is not one person controlling the entire thing, not to mention God already told me that. Regardless, you know, knowing that that's what's most important, that's what it's really about, the narrative that's being pushed might have some importance. Though it's not all that needs to be worried about, it may have some importance. So I heard them saying, let's search our memories, and I wondered... What level did you have to be on? Because I see small town witches, they do little stuff. They in the backyard burying stuff. And if you could go and just search somebody's memories, you know, without ever having to touch them, be around them, or anything like that, you know, you can do all of that. Go back, to be able to go back in somebody's memories anyways. I didn't even feel like that was possible. But you never know what's possible, you know? I just believe in a God that's bigger and greater than anything you can do. Because Pharaoh, he had, you know, different witches, warlocks, he was consulting with. And they were able to perform some signs like God. They were able to turn a staff into a snake. They were able to do little things, imitate certain things. But they were never able to perform all that God was capable of. And they weren't able to reverse things that God was capable of doing. So... The Bible speaks about this. It's known. I just never seen it firsthand. I knew it might be out there, but it's never something I wanted to play with. You know, it can't save you from hell. But regardless, you know, I've also heard the narrative like they actually do run certain parts of hell. They're getting promised different, you know dominion and parts of hell and I didn't know how real that is Now I have to question whether they really get in those parts of hell now because I see that they really can perform these different things they really do have capabilities that you know it feels like the narrative is being pushed no they can't really do that that's not really real but I can't say that that was from God maybe that was from God but maybe it was from other people throughout my life who it felt like you know would always tell me witchcraft is not real don't believe that stuff when you believe it that's what makes it real but I didn't believe half this stuff before it started happening and it didn't matter whether I believed it or not it's still real so you know I just believe in God and he's showing me these different things but, you know, he's allowing them to expose themselves. And when I have full confidence in him, I shouldn't be worried about nothing that they can do. But that doesn't mean that I don't suffer in a, in a, in a process. So I still have to, you know, take the blows for God. And I'm not trying to complain. I'm just saying, I'm not worrying. I'm preparing, you know, for what I've, I'm trying my best to endure for what I've been through. You know, I still. It will, you know, I can't say I'd be, I'd be done to put my, not put my guard up, but I'm learning to put my guard up. Not over my heart, just blocking as much as possible when it comes to them literally trying to, you know, destroy me mentally, physically, spiritually. But all that to say, you know, they search my memories and then that's when... I felt like they got the information that when I was a kid, because it took a while for them to do that. I realized, I remember it was like over that time period, it was like they searching on memories, and it was taking them a while to gather things. And then next thing I know, it became about memories. And so many different people was fighting, you know. It was I had so many different memories. I remember them just kind of like extracting them in the process of that. The process of that was like, They would, like, remind me of things. And then when I would, you know, because I couldn't not talk or not lie. I mean, I I couldn't lie because I don't know what it was they did, but all I know is I was forced to say everything on my mind. And in the process of that, they would just run certain things across my mind and I would say everything that came to mind about it. And I think that that was a process of extracting my memories. So that seemed like it's small, but it's like certain things I didn't even remember. And I'm like, whoa, you know, I never doubted it for one second only because I know who God is. So I didn't question God's power. I said, this is what they're doing and this is being made known that they can do this kind of stuff and they're capable of doing these things and that this type of stuff is happening out here in this world, then I really know God is who he say he is. That's the only logic you can even live by at this point. At this point, if you can do all of that, and that stuff is real, then you mean to tell me that I don't believe even more now that God is real? This a blessing, because God has proven to me through everything that you do that he never told a lie. He is who he is. He's always going to be who he is, and that just means that, you know, I should feel bad for you because you seem like you don't know who he is. I know who he is. I'm blessed regardless. I might be suffering now, but I'm suffering on behalf of God. I'm lucky. No, I'm blessed. And you, you know, you're making me suffer on behalf of God. You need to be worried. Like, you need to watch your back. But, you know, you can't tell people like this that because they are so confident in, you know, whatever they feel like they're set out to do. And I can't, you know, only thing I can do is what I feel like I, you know, I got to follow my heart and feel what I do, what I feel compelled to do. Because the fact of the matter is, yes, I had the questions, you know, just like they always try to give me the question, God God is so good. He's so great. He's so powerful. Why is he letting this happen to you? Why are you in this situation, Etc. cetera? But, you know, I don't know the answer to that yet. So let me try and figure it out. And the only reason I, the only way I can figure it out is by doing what I would normally do, and that means trusting him and being who I am because he chose me as I am, he knows who I am more than I do, better than anybody, so that's probably why he let this happen to me because he knows who I am. so let me be who i am that's only, that's only thing I can think kind of my mind other than that like it's more complicated it's making it too complicated like that's all I can do. So, I did that, and it worked out, and it's working out. You know, I still question sometimes why, you know, he's still allowing certain things to happen to me or why certain things happen to me. But God is showing me, like, with his power and what he has for me, like, I'm going to be so grateful. I'm going to be so grateful, and I should already be grateful, and I should already be thanking him every single day. Like, I need to thank him every single day, all the time. Every time I think, why is this happening to me? Every time I think what is going on, every time I think what's going to happen and why am I in this position and does God want me to suffer, I just need to automatically thank him. Now, I heard somebody say, just thank him, just thank God. And they looked like they were looking at somebody. Like they were just looking at somebody like, just thank him, just thank God. Because the way that this person was looking at me. But I couldn't. I I agree with the just thank him, just thank God part because I'm like, you're right. I need to stop being ungrateful. That that was God. God was speaking to you when you said that. I know that for a fact. But the fact that it looks like, like I'll try to pick up on what they was telling me to thank God for. And it feel like it seemed like they was trying to tell me to thank God for somebody who was around me. Or somebody who may have been choosing me or the cause of all of this or protecting me from this. Whatever it is that they were doing and that's when I consulted with God and God is like no God is like no no you're not going to this is not why you need to thank me that is not why you need to thank me don't get it in your mind that you need to be also thankful for me because of someone else no yes you can be thankful for for me to me because of someone else but not also thankful the reason why you need to be also thankful is because of who I am and what I'm doing in your life right now Like, and that could consist of this person, but definitely be very careful not to put too much on this person because that's the dangerous part. That right there is a dangerous part. And I realized, like, that's what a lot of this has to do with. Like, they want me to feel like this individual is my savior and, like, this is my ticket or my way out. When I genuinely in my heart know that with or without this individual, it was always going to be God and You know, I feel like, in a way, I'm cheating myself if I do that because I can't pretend like I wouldn't have made it to this point. Like, God wouldn't have got me to this point with or without anybody's help. Somebody's help, yes, it was helpful and it's great, but God is getting me through this and God is taking me through this with or without anybody's help. They want so bad to hit some of the credit. I remember at one point questioning, maybe I should give them some credit. It don't feel like all of this is me. But I'm giving God all the credit the whole time. But I'm like, maybe I should, you know, acknowledge if someone else is helping when I feel like they are. And then somebody was like, listen, don't nobody else is doing anything but you. And that's outside of understanding that God is doing everything through me. But after that, nobody's doing anything. Nobody else is helping you. That's all you. Like, that was all God. But you know what I mean? It looks like it's all coming from you. He's using you as a vessel. It's all coming from God through you, though. That's, that's the simple way. It's all coming from God through you. Don't let, no, don't let nobody else make you feel like nobody else is helping you. Do not give nobody else the credit. And at this point, I'm feeling like, you know, I thought that that was a test of Satan. He wanted me to idolize somebody. Anybody you put over God is idolatry. Anything you put over God is idolatry, even yourself but he wanted me to you know feel like somebody else is helping more and give the credit to somebody else when Jesus is working so hard on my behalf that's slapping the face so I see him constantly in you know perpetually doing that but I'm not allowing that to happen I constantly remind myself who God is this is all God and it's not like I can forget he's right here all the time like And when you know he's doing and everything, if you really listen to him and follow his lead, you almost can't even do that. I mean, you can, but you know that they're forcing it. So, you know, you just fight harder for what God is telling you to do and who God is telling you to be. Meanwhile, you know, whoever this individual is, I can't say how they felt about that. I do know that, you know, they were there when it was said. And honestly, I do sometimes feel like this person feels like they're such a gift or a blessing. And that's supposed to be a big part of my blessing. Because it's like they keep forcing it on me every time I'm thanking God. So many different times, I have been... Thank you, God. You are so amazing. And when I'm thinking about my blessings, I'm thinking about God showing up in my life. I'm thinking about who he's making me. I'm thinking about all these things he told me that's turning out to be true. I'm thinking about him turning out to be the truth and the only truth. And me being, you know, just so blessed and believing that when he said it. And believing that he was the truth. And choosing his side. And being on the right side at the right time. Because you never know. Like, I'm just thinking about how blessed I am to not have been tricked into so many different things. Yes, I made mistakes. No, I'm not perfect. But I chose the right side and I'm on the right side. And so, therefore, you know, I am suffering on his behalf. But this is the best we have to be suffering on. As opposed to suffering on behalf of Satan or suffering on behalf of myself. I'm suffering on behalf of God. I'm blessed forever, so I'm just thanking God for all this stuff. I'm thanking God for all these things He's revealing to me. Imagine being somebody who's like I've never seen God, I've never really naturally heard Him, and I don't know how real He is, or it doesn't matter how how many how many people around me don't believe in Him. I choose to believe in Him, and I may not ever see Him, I may not ever hear Him, I may not ever have a real God-like experience. I don't have that in my life. I haven't had that in my life and this was before all this happened I haven't had real God-like experiences I mean the kind of experiences that make you never forget who he is that make you straighten up and act right that make you you know such a believer that you can make a believer out of anybody I've never had those kind of experiences but I still went hard for God and I still chose him and for him to be showing up like this and giving me those kind of experiences, I'm blessed. I could have died without having those and I still would have been responsible for my faith and belief in him. Even in all that I did not see. Even in all the prayers that I felt did not get answered. Because a lot of times we're praying for things we don't need or don't we don't actually want or wouldn't or God's protecting us from. So a lot of times I had to say, I know that's God. And I had to just believe it. I didn't have real proof. But now I can't deny it. Like he's showing up in so many different ways. Like people are reading minds around me. You know, I know that's God exposing people and exposing these different things on this planet. People are able to control these banks. People are able to control the police. People are able to control my phone, my internet, you know, the flights I'm on, anybody, everybody around me. I know that's God exposing those things. People are able to, you know, they talking to me through the walls. They, you know, got all these different people on a like, they can hear all everybody's thoughts, anybody's thoughts, all this stuff. you know, I know that's God exposing these things, but that's actually not giving him enough credit. you know just showing just showing me who everybody is, just showing me who everybody is and everything that they' are doing, you know, telling the future, speaking speaking over my life, pulling me out of you know impossible situations, saving my life. You know, and revealing all of these impossible things being done every single day. That's God. So nobody can deny. I can't deny him anymore. No one can deny. I won't say no one can deny me. They can. I don't care. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know who God is. And for me to have this in my lifetime, that's a blessing. Because any at any point throughout my life, if I never got this, I could have still said, but I don't have no real proof. Now I have it. You know, I'm validated. All those times I counted on him, I depended on him, I put, it the, I put the work in, and I suffered. And I'm still suffering because of it. It's all made worth it. And imagine if I never even got this. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So, I believe that nobody would ever, you know... Not be blessed by God if they believe the Bible says no word from God returns back void. So if you believe in Him, you're always going to be blessed, you're always going to get that opportunity. Like it's not super shocking, but it's shocking because you don't know what's going on in this world, you don't know what God's capable of, and He's always going to shock you, regardless. Out of all this stuff being said and all of this stuff being done, you know, I trust God. You know, the tactics that they use, the things that they're saying and they're doing is so small on the level compared to God. I don't really have much to worry about. But that doesn't mean I I don't have to take serious what God is taking me through right now. Because, you know, maybe it's not as serious as they want it to be or seem like it is. But it's still serious enough that God is bringing me to my next level with it. So, it still needs to be considered. It's just, you know, it's just very frustrating. But I realize, you know, they do a lot of different, you know, things every single day. to keep me from having full confidence in God and moving forward and believing in Him, you know. But that's not working. It hasn't worked. And... If they that scared, then I should be that much more happy. I should be feel that much more blessed. I should be that much more thankful for God and all that he's doing in my life. You know, all these people on the wrong, you know, down, going down the wrong path and doing the wrong thing and following the wrong footsteps, wanting the wrong things out of life. And he's still giving them an opportunity to be restored to be forgiven, to be redirected and revised. All of that, thats a blessing. I'm so thankful. So many times I pray for other people more than I pray for myself, that's the answer to those prayers. Not only is it an answer to those prayers, he decided I'm going to give you everything you ever prayed for and ever dreamed of that's in your heart that I know you want, and then some too. I'm super blessed. I'm on the right side. Nobody's gifts is better than God. I know that firsthand. So it's nothing over there I'm missing. Nothing. Even though I'm suffering. Even though it feels like I'm being teased. Even though it feels like they are having so many parties without me. And I'm so isolated. And they're setting me aside. And I'm not included on things. Despite all of that. I'm missing nothing and I know it. I will be missing something if I ever miss what God has for me. And I'm not missing it. I'm super blessed. And I question their jealousy. I shouldn't have to. There's no question about it. But it's not the question of their jealousy. It's the pain from wishing that they could have everything God had for them so that they don't have to be jealous or covetous.